and welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe and I've been a Formula One fan since 2013. My name is Rachel and I have been a Formula One fan since 2020. This podcast started as a way to teach Rachel about Formula One, but now the rookie has become the master. Bit of an exaggeration, not entirely sure how a car works, but uh, go on. So join us as we talk about Formula One. And how we actually went by the script today. <laughs> I'm proud of I actually of opened us. it on time. Usually I forget to open it up and then it's loading whilst we're saying it. <laughs> but we did it today. Um, so We're off to an excellent start. Yeah. Honestly, what nothing's gonna go wrong. Um, right. Qatar. That's what we're talking about today. Also, a little bit of silly season rumors, but we'll save them till later. But we're talking about Qatar. That was the last race. Um, almost two weeks ago now. Feels like ages. But it was sprint race weekend. A bit exciting. Like it had a bit of stuff going on had a bit of bad stuff going on as well but it was a strange weekend overall yeah it was because you know sprint race so on the friday we had qualifying for the main race um that went fine and dandy i guess uh, i think it was max and george on the front row and then I think the McLarens had a bit of a hard time in that one. I think Lando qualified like 10th because he kept going over track limits during Q3 and didn't actually technically put in a lap. But it was, you know, business as usual in a way. Apart from for Lance Stroll's personal trainer. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about that. Who could... Who got smacked up... (laughs) And Lance Stroll's steering wheel as well. Poor thing. There's there's defo more going on behind the scenes that we don't know about for... I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand that Lance wasn't happy with his performance, but there's more riding on it, I think. Yeah, he's usually chill. Like, obviously disappointed in himself, but chill. But then, at the same time, like I saw something earlier of his dad defending him, and but what I also saw earlier, and not for, not long before we started recording, actually, was you know they'll they'll at the track they'll set up these like posters and banners that go across everything it's got the drivers on i've seen this (laughs) yeah so there was one that has all the drivers on and you've got you know fernando alonso one of the aston martin drivers but the other aston martin driver they had on there was felipe drogovic who is a reserve one of their reserve drivers and the reigning f2 uh champion and not lunch stroll i mean someone said that obviously because in the pre-season when all of those photos were taking place Lance had had his accident and was Mm. missing for a lot so Felipe would have stood in but I don't know I feel like 
I don't I don't think it, I mean unless no one's pointed it out before and we haven't yeah. seen but like at the or, other tracks I swear I don't know yeah or the, the only other explanation I can think of is if they're taking this stuff from the US to Mexico to Brazil Felipe Drogovic is a Brazilian driver is that playing into it but then why yeah I don't know it, it's it's odd it might not mean anything but it you know, when Lance Stroll had a bit of a hissy fit. It could, could mean also everything. mean everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, would have been cool if Lance Stroll came back on the Saturday and, you know, had this amazing comeback, but he, he didn't. I think he went out in Q1 or Q2. He definitely didn't get through to Q3. Although we had a funky, um, like, extra free practice on the Saturday. Do you know why, Chloe? that happened was it something to do with um the tires and they basically just wanted to test yeah so what it was was they basically brought some of the track in because the the curbs so they have these like um triangle or pyramid curbs where Rather than it, it's like a bunch of triangles in a row, and I'm gonna I'm showing this to Chloe right now, and it's hard to like show it when you're listening to a podcast, but they're not very kind on the tires, and they were finding that there were some uh, problems with the makeup of the tires, like after going through the circuit and over the curbs. But they had this extra free practice because obviously the track limits were now brought in on a couple of corners, the drivers would have to change their braking point, etc, etc. But there was a sort of thought of, oh, well, if the tyres still aren't happy after today, what are they going to do tomorrow for the race? But we're not at the race yet. We're at the sprint. And forget sprint qualifying. Sprint race. Chloe? Do you remember what happened in the sprint race? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like I should, though. Did, weren't there... Did someone crash? So I can't remember exactly what happened at the start. <laughs> a, there was a bit of a... There was a bit of a crash at the start. And who went into the lead because of it? <laughs> this is this is great for you. You're gonna get excited all over again. I've 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 no idea. Good day, mate. Was it Oscar? It was Oscar, um, who was on the medium tyres, and not long after, George Russell actually took the lead from him for a little bit on the softs, but then the softs, the softs dropped off, and after a safety car restart, one of I think three. Um, yeah, Oscar took the lead and, and won the sprint race. Won an F1 race before Lando Norris. <laughs> who deserves to have won one by now. But I'm amused by how long this streak will uh, keep up for, personally. But there were a bunch of incidents. I thought, right, that the race on Sunday was going to be insane. 
because we had I, I think it was three safety car periods in the sprint race. I know there was definitely the one when there was like crash between Sergio Perez, Esteban Ocon and Nico Hulkenberg where they like sandwiched Nico and or Esteban got sandwiched. I don't know, but that was insane. Oh, Logan Sargent DNF, definitely. And Liam Lawson. That was it. They both Logan Sargent and Liam Lawson went out on their own terms. Sorry, you guys are getting to relive everything again while we try and remember what happened. Because it was kind of chaotic the weekend. And we should probably so yeah. We should probably mention that Max actually become world champion during Was it the sprint oh, so race? He did. End oh my gosh, it was the sprint race because you would not know that Oscar Piastri won that race at the end because they had Max go onto this like car podium thing and all the Red Bull guys were there. It's like, whoa, videos of Max in the background. Like, come on, Oscar Piastri just won a sprint race in his rookie year. Beat Max Verstappen. Like, out of all of the possible sprint races or races to win. That was a naff one to win with Max winning world champion. It was like completely overshadowed. I also don't get why the sprint races, we don't have a podium for them. Look, the F1 has still not made up its mind with these sprint races. They, They change so often. I mean, didn't they start off with like... What... Didn't they have like the reefs? Mm-hmm. And then they and then they did some kind of I think they still get medals, don't they? I don't know if they get medals. Like they get those little like rectangle plaque things. Don't know if they even get medals. Like it's considering that, you know, in F two F three they have a sprint race and a feature race and they both go on a podium for them. Yeah, I just I, I, I felt like, like it was a shame. I feel like without a podium, sprint What's race, the point? it's just what is the point? Because I'd understand if it was like still sprint qualifying, and it didn't set the Sunday race. I mean, if it's no, if it's set the Sunday race, I'd understand why there wouldn't be a podium. But the fact mm. that this season, the sprint race doesn't quar- doesn't have doesn't impact the race on Sunday. It's its mm. own entity. There should be a podium. Yeah. And it's stu- it's silly that there's not. I know exactly. I was disappointed for Mr. Piastri. Um. Oh, I've just remembered. Was it? I think it was a normal qualifying when Oscar found out during his interview with Naomi in front of everyone that he was actually lost his his lap and wasn't didn't actually qualify in the top three anymore. <laughs> um, God, that happened that weekend. So much happened, yet nothing at all. Um, so we get to the Sunday and F1 have gone, well, these tyres aren't holding out too well, so... You can only do 18 laps on any of them. So we had mandated uh, tyre life requirements, which was, it was interesting. Would I want every race? No. But was it fun for one? Yes, except for the fact that it was really bloody hot. 
was literally gonna say like the prospect of it was super exciting because it was like oh my god three free stop strategies this is gonna be really entertaining there's so much possibility and you, can, you can push more yeah you know on a tire if you're not trying to extend it to 30 40 laps or whatever you can push on it a lot more than you would but if you did have to look after yeah it. the reality of that taking place in qatar insanity it was oh, so man. stupid I, I understand from a health and safety why they ma- they they put the, the free pit stop thing in, but oh my lord! This is the thing as well. Like th- these guys are in these already hot machines that is blowing hot air at them, and th- th- they're driving some of the fastest cars on the planet. We don't want. Surely you don't want to risk <laughs> their health while they're in them because of the consequences if they have poor health. Like, I mean, poor Logan Sargent ended up coming into the garage because he felt so unwell. Esteban Ocon said that he threw up during the race in his helmet. Um, Alex Albon had to go to the medical centre. Lance Stroll had to go to the medical centre. Somehow Fernando Alonso was looking ready and raring to go <laughs> after. Uh, like Lando and Oscar were sat to sit down after the race. Like it, not. Oh, it was a bad situation, and it's even worse when you get people like Martin Brundle on Twitter saying like, you know, that it's not a big deal. And these some of the highest performance athletes and you know they need to go through things like this it's no but that's what's that's what's even that's what's petrifying about it the fact that they're high performing athletes being affected to that degree if that was an yeah. average person but yeah i wouldn't have lasted in lap like, I'm, I'd like be... it's hard to believe how bad it was for them to be saying any worse than that and it, we couldn't do it and i think they shouldn't have i th- i don't it I feel like F1 should have something of a maximum air temperature the sort of uh, max- yeah, maximum air temperature uh, limit. Yeah, and say if they're already at a track and then circumstances change or the temperatures peak higher than expected or they've had to you know, force a certain number of pit stops during a race, then they should review the structure of the race and maybe, I don't know, minimise the amount of laps done, half the lap time, half the yeah. number of laps completed. Just That's a shout, actually, yeah. Not necessarily cancelling the race, but the problem is it's just how do you, like, objectify that and how do you... You know, it's very it's 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 subjective to the situation because you might have a place where the humidity is higher, and obviously you don't have to get as hot as you would in somewhere with drier heat. I I do think, if I remember right, Qatar is in. I think it's in November next year. I might be wrong. I think but it is later on. It's it's still though. It's on a the pro- this the problem. It's on like a ten year contract or something. And 
it's first year of people already struggling and who you know with these sprint races and stuff as well I would bet that it's you know they say like oh here's what sprint races will be it's sort of acting like they choose it but it'll be in these countries contracts they'll be saying we want a, a sprint race here and we'll pay you this much more money um, so it would not surprise me if we have a sprint race at Qatar next year cash is king but it, it was difficult to watch and I don't know I just we should they shouldn't have to go through stuff like it's, it don't make it more entertaining when drivers are having to stop mid-race because they feel so unwell and drivers are throwing up in their helmets like and by Martin Brundle in his tweet if I remember right said like things like Nicky Lauder's crash you know these athletes come through and prove why they're high performance I'm like god I'm sure like why Nicky Lauder's crash wasn't necessary wasn't a good thing like is it impressive that he made it through? Yeah. Was it kind of stupid that he started driving again when he did? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it not so- Why entertainment does not necessarily equal people putting their health on the line? Like, I'm very- You know, there have been plenty of very good F1 races where everyone's been very safe. <laughs> like, they're already risking enough just driving in these cars. Like, come on. Yeah, it it put a dampener on things, you know. The, the race happened. I mean, first corner, not no cra- no crashes. The no crashes in the first corner. Nothing, nothing happened there. Uh, anyway, you know, teams coming together. Moving on. Bro, not our goat. <laughs> not our goat. <laughs> you know what we will talk about though. Moment, have you seen about this with the F one sort of reviewing again? Lewis, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Um, when you know he had he had an excursion off the track and decided to park there. That's what happened. Um. And he walked back across the track to get back in. He got fined for it. He said, I'm sorry, it was a lapse in judgment. I shouldn't have done it. So he got fined for it. F1, or the FIA, or whoever, I don't care, have now reopened it. Saying, and pointing out the reason being like his position as a role model. Not an F1 driver's position as a role model. His, as in Lewis Hamilton's position as a role model and people have pointed out well yeah like Max at Monza uh, in 2021 whilst he didn't cross the track that doesn't matter he walked onto a live track Uh, even Logan Sargent in Japan I think it was in qualifying walked across the track I I, I can picture it in my head I haven't even seen a video of this I just was thinking of it before because I, I remember watching it he walked across the track over the fence for the pit lane, across the pit lane, all while this qualifying the track's live. Yellow flags, I think, but it's live. Um, why did they not get pinged and told their responsibility as a role model? And it's... It's... I mean, don't get, <sighs> don't get me wrong. What I did was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a role model. 
but I would say, and obviously he he deserved the fine, but in reopening it for saying that he was a bad role model, I would arguably say that Lance Stroll pushing his trainer, throwing his wheel, Max shoving Ocon that one time, bloody bloody blah. To be fair, didn't he have to do like he F1 did community service? <laughs> <laughs> But, like, to me, that's far worse yeah. in, terms of, to in terms Monza. of being a role model. Yeah, even coming back to Monza, when Max said, what did he say? He was like, that's what you get for not leaving the space or something like that, didn't he? And it's the problem is, is when you start soloing out a driver, and I, I don't like to come on here and say that any one driver is being treated worse than any other driver just um because you know sometimes you you reflect on yourself and how you've got to be careful what you say emotionally because we all have a bias for you depending on who our favorites are but this is like objective evidence in this case anyway that the FIA have treated Lewis Hamilton differently to how they would treat the other drivers because of their subjective view of him as a role model and it's just once you start opening yourself up to being able to do that like it's dangerous it's just you know, it's just like it's insane the amount dodgy. of it's it's insanely dodgy the amount of things that they could have decided to reopen over the years and this this is what they did so I know it's <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah Lewis Hamilton uh you know that corner that the his start was good in the race he he had a good start moving on moving on <laughs> you know who didn't have a good race Sergio Perez Whoa, track limits. <laughs> Even worse. I mean, I know that Sergio Perry is probably more interesting to talk about, but Pierre Gasly. God, how many track limits penalties can you get? <laughs> he was setting a personal goal. <laughs> Just didn't want to stop. <laughs> he set himself a little challenge. <laughs> hey, but you know who it helps out? Alfa Romeo, double points. It was a mega weekend for Alfa Romeo. Yeah, they've jumped up a place in the in the championship because of it. Which so. equates to a ridiculous amount of money if they secure that position. Exactly, especially tens, considering... Tens of millions, which is insane. I know, and that'll be good. Audi, if Audi is still coming in, I don't know. Um, we'll be happy with that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else really interesting. Um, I mean, Max won, surprise. Uh, Oscar second, Lando third. Near the end of the race, Lando was like, guys, I'm faster than him, let me go faster. And they were like, I mean, if you want, but... <laughs> but I think Oscar will not going as fast as he could anyway. What was interesting about it, so let's focus in on that. Oscar Piastri having a better weekend than Lando Norris. 
I guess partially in the race, Lando qualifying behind Oscar played a part in it because of his many track limit violations in qualifying compared to Oscar's some track limit uh, violations. But it's interesting if we now compare Qatar and Japan in that Oscar definitely has like pace, raw pace. What differentiates him at the moment, it seems, is the tyre use protecting your tires because in this in this Qatar Grand Prix where the tire length was mandated you couldn't go as far on the tires as the tires probably could go he didn't have to worry as much about protecting them this is all me just speculating by the way whereas in Japan we know that as the stint went on Lando stayed consistent Oscar dropped off so I think that seems to be the one area that Oscar needs to work on to really challenge challenge Londo. That makes sense. But I mean, overall, mega rookie season. <laughs> I just I just think like what a good decision he made. <laughs> and at the start of this season we were thinking, oh god, McLaren are in the mud. My goodness. Because remember they if they were awful. They were awful at the start of the season. They were dreadful. They were the worst. They were practically driving backwards. That's how bad they were. Oscar didn't even finish the Bahrain Grand Prix. Their progress has been insane. It makes me feel hopeful as well. That Red Bull can be caught up. If McLaren can go from being the worst team to... I mean, we don't... Mercedes, based on what George did, which was, like, basically last to, like, fifth or something, Mercedes would have had pace this weekend, I think. But McLaren are right now, like, second or third. Like, they're second, third, fourth. They're fighting in that region. They... I would be very surprised if they don't overtake Aston Martin uh, in the constructors within the next couple of races. Um, Like... If they can do that, then surely a team like Mercedes or Ferrari can, between this season and next season, make a step up. Let's hope. Yeah, maybe I'm just convincing myself. Delusion. <laughs> Convince yourself. <sighs> I mean... Anyway. Well, did do you have anything else to say on did, the race? Um, Checo get lapped by Max? Oh. Not to segue onto the next half of the podcast yes. or anything. Now that we've <laughs> now that we've gotten past all the boring race stuff, let's go on to potential silly season news. And not just any silly season rumours, but Red Bull's silly season rumours. Oh, silly season, it lasts all year round. Okay. So we'll start we'll start from the beginning, because there's been a few and they're all Red Bull. Like every single one. So the first rumour I heard last week was that Sergio Perez is going to announce his retirement at the Mexican Grand Prix because Red Bull dropped him before the Japanese Grand Prix um, and he hasn't been able to find a seat so he's just going to retire and that 
you know, the timing, he did very bad in Japanese Grand Prix and didn't have a very good Qatar Grand Prix either. So the timing fits with him having a drop in performance. Uh, would make sense. Mexican Grand Prix is his home. But at the same time, could all be pretty easily made up as well. What do you think? I think I think there's a solid possibility that that could be the case. Obviously, I don't want to speculate, but it's adding up. Mm. And I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, Checo's not a bad driver. And I think anyone up against Max is going to struggle in that Red Bull. But but he's looked really bad. He has looked really Especially bad. Recent. I think the idea is as well that Daniel Ricciardo would go into that Red Bull seat. I don't, mm. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. My, my thing is with that, right? It, when you think about it, it makes sense if my thinking's right because with Hondo and Aston Martin having that thing in a couple of years is Yuki a long time prospect for Red Bull or do we expect to see him at Aston Martin eventually so um, and Liam I mean Liam Lawson probably could go into the Red Bull but We've seen what happens to rookies against Max Verstappen. I think it'd be a very premature move. Exactly. Um, and with, you know, at least Daniel knows, would know his place. <laughs> <laughs> Your number two. <laughs> Accepted. Yeah, exactly. At least he wouldn't realise where he's, unlike before when he was at Red Bull and he wanted to be number one and um, obviously wasn't, then he left, and all went a bit downhill, but yeah, well that, that's, that's a, that's a rumour that he will announce his retirement at the Mexican Grand Prix. Next rumour, Checo has been actually given an ultimatum by Red Bull, and it's that if he doesn't secure P2 in the Drivers' Championship, he will be dropped. So this this is the second scenario that's been that's been rumored. I mean, what's the points difference? I think Checo would have to have another DNF or two for Lewis at least to cuz I don't I don't I don't think Fernando's making it making it up. But Lewis potentially but Checo has to have a couple of stinkers. But considering how he I did, I mean, there's in, um, there's thirty points between him and Lewis at the minute. Well, that you know, third place gets you fifteen, fourth place gets you twelve. Like all, you know, one one DNF from Checo. If Lewis finishes every race left this season, which is one, two, three, at least I I think five, the triple header, then. Las Vegas and Abu Dhabi. Yeah, one one bad race from Checo and then Lewis just has to consistently do better. Interesting. Yeah. 
So that I think that's more realistic than the first rumour that he's been given an ultimatum of you have to get P2 in the championship or we will drop you. Because that, that makes sense. You have there's, the by far fastest yeah, car on the grid. There's no excuse. Yeah, literally. I saw a Nico Rosberg thing earlier by saying it's like with Checo, the fans were relying on him to bring the championship fight to max. Like, he was the only one the fans could realistically rely on because he had the same car. Yeah. And instead, he's done very poorly from Baku onward. Well, from after Baku, not from Baku onwards. He did very well at Baku. So, but I think that's more realistic because, yeah, why would you want a driver who, when you have a dominant, like, not just the best car, a dominant car can't even get P2 against someone that has definitely not a dominant car? Right, next Red Bull rumour. This isn't about Sergio Perez. This is about the higher-ups. Reportedly, Christian Horner wants Helmut Marco out. Do you know what? I can see it. Yeah. Allegedly as well, Christian Horner's been briefing the English media about it, but then saying to Red Bull, no, I haven't been spreading anything. Uh, I haven't said anything. That's all a lie. Uh, I can see it, you know. Also, I've seen that apparently if Helmut Marko leaves Red Bull, so is Max. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, so that's it's not all, all a bit of drama. <laughs> I can see it though because it feels like the only time I've, you know, Helmut Marco's got traction in the media recently is for negative reasons, for comments mm. he's made or things, you know. And it's it's the thing it's, is it's well, dampening Red Bull's reputation a little bit. Yeah. And and the the thing that's been good with Helmut Marko, right, has been because he's been sort of in charge of the junior program, or I think that sort of thing. And you know he's brought through uh, Sebastian Vettel, Max Verstappen, etc. But now you know Red Bull had this problem of they've got too many Red Bull Academy drivers, too many of them. And now it's sort of like they're in this position of they don't really have a, a special one. Like Liam Lawson's probably the next one but it, there isn't any recent massive like prodigy for for helmet marker to say we've done a great job you know i don't let me think dennis hauger in f3 was probably the last championship they got which he won f3 in 2021 i think but even then dennis hauger hadn't done amazingly in f2 to stand out so i don't know could be true might not be and that's why it's a rumour. <laughs> that's why it's a rumour. Exactly. Don't know if I've heard any more um, Red Bull rumours. Uh, I don't... I don't think there are any big rumours about any other teams. Unless you can think of anything. I mean, there's always a sort of... Is Williams going to keep Logan Sargent, aren't they? Ooh. Not necessarily a rumour. But news, mm-hmm. Alpine posted about oh, yeah. their latest lot of celebrity investors. Yeah, what is like going on? Punch, isn't it? So why it, it started why off Alpine. So it started off 
um a few weeks ago with Ryan Reynolds and who else was it Ryan yeah, Reynolds and that. I can't remember who else it was but now there's what there's like Travis like Kelsey <laughs> Travis oh, Kelsey is that, is, that, is that is that the Taylor Swift yeah page? another another page in the Taylor Swift Fernando Alonso saga uh, all comes full circle Ryan McElroy, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Was that Anthony Joshua one of them? Anthony Joshua. Patrick, like, then, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Who's that? Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is quarterback for the Kansas Chiefs football team in America. Travis Kelsey plays alongside Patrick Mahomes yeah, for the Kansas Chiefs. I, all I care is that he's Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't even care that much about Taylor Swift, but look, I used to know Lewis Hamilton... Like when I was younger, the only reason I knew Lewis Hamilton was because he was Nicole Scherzinger's boyfriend. Like I couldn't tell you if he was any good at F one. I can now. <laughs> I like to think I can now. <laughs> what a mad time! But uh, yeah, anyway, it's just so strange. And why Alpine? <laughs> why does it? Why out? Like Alpine's kind. Of, it's just kind of meh at the moment anyway. I'm like, meh. I mean, and, I don't know, and, maybe and, Alpine are going to, like, they're really selling themselves to people. Like, and I mean, in a few years from now. Not to diminish, like, Pierre or Esteban, but it's hardly like they've Esteban? got superstar F1 drivers driving for them. It's not like Lewis Hamilton's <laughs> in the team. It's Esteban and Pierre. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. all of these celebrities are backing es- Esteban and Pierre. It's just the two little I French not lads. French <laughs> I'm like, it makes sense if they're all French, but they're, they're not. It kind of seems a bit dodgy to me. Don't it's like so anyway. <gasps> they've all just put money Money into- laundering. Mm. <laughs> You heard it here first. It's all dodgy. <laughs> all comes back to being dodgy. It's the just money laundering right in front of our very eyes. Illegal illegalities, but it's legal somehow. I'd like to say that I'm joking. I'm not actually suggesting that is a money laundering scheme, and I'd like to absolve myself of um, any any of that. It is it is a joke. Anything I say is alleged. Thank you. But yeah. Other than that, I don't know. What's going on in the water? I'm looking forward to Kota. I'm looking forward to Kota. I, Kota's I, always a good time. I enjoy a bit of Kota. It's my favourite track to drive on the F1 games. I love how... Uh, I mean, I knew, I knew that in the F one games was coming, <laughs> <laughs> but if you just take that out, it's my favourite track to drive. Full stop. Rachel drives Kota in her spare time, in real I life. Know. I just in I just real cars. It's just, <laughs> it's just like down the road. If if the road was like really really long, like across if if the road went across. The, the Atlantic Ocean, Ocean. And down and 
if yeah it would it would have to be it'd be just down the road if it was like a, a long road that went to from Yorkshire to Texas <laughs> I do like it I like it though it's got a bit of a bit of fast a bit of slow um I like the first section especially where it's really fast in my opinion anyway maybe it's not that fast and I, I, I've just got a weird concept of, uh, of speed <laughs> I can't drive I... I'm not allowed <laughs> if you can't drive you can't crash um, on, well... on the positive you can't cause you can't be blamed for a crash. Well, I don't know. I could, I could just like while you're driving, just cover your eyes. <laughs> that wouldn't be very then nice. Be <laughs> hey, watch out! <laughs> watch out in November. But yeah, I enjoy the vibes of Kota because, not to offend any American listeners, but it's like the perfect about it's it's the perfect amount of american like the mm. influence the vibe like miami and las vegas is american off the charts yeah that's it's like, like tony it's cheesy down. american it's good like it's you know just, what is indie car american it is that's it miami and las vegas are very commercial american we've we've hit the nail on the head here Kota feels a bit more authentic. Like, it doesn't feel forced as much as it should because it is the. Uh, out of the three that are on the calendar, it's the original American race. Hence why it's the United States Grand Prix and the other ones are the Miami Grand Prix and Las Vegas Grand Prix. Get rid of them. I just want Kota. If I Give, could. I, but can they replace Miami and Las Vegas with Kota? Can we just have Kota three times a year, honestly? If if someone said, "Do you want tickets to the Miami GP, Las Vegas GP, or Cota? Where are you going?" Cota every I'm time. Catch me at Las Vegas. I'm in midnight race. I want to go to bed from. I want to sit. In, I want to sit in my bed and watch TikToks until stupid hour of the morning. And look at the clock and think, "Oh well, probably should have gone to bed a bit earlier. I'm not going to get that much sleep now, and it's all my own fault." But still, I appreciate my time rotting away in bed like, like last week and Miami and Miami, Miami is just too it's too fake it's like it's they're, too they're fake. trying and it's just there's no authenticity whereas Kota like Kota makes me feel patriotic and I'm not even American the only reason why I would go to Florida is Disney World <laughs> and even then it's like do you really want to go to Florida no offence, Floridians. You've just got some dodgy things going on in your state. State? Yeah. State. State. You and got it right. Is, well, I'm like, you could go to, I bet, almost every IndyCar race for the price of one Miami ticket or one Las Vegas ticket. And Lord knows I would love to go to an IndyCar race. Please. I ask, I ask every time. <laughs> someone, someone take me. Someone... I, I do I want to pay for the flight? No, but if someone else will please. <laughs> Probably Can we... cost as much so- Hey Oh we have mentioned I think that we're going to Silverstone, have we? I think Probably. so. Probably. 
And if we haven't, that's the most crap announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Chloe's never been to an F1 race live before, so finally I'm taking her. Because while she may have been a fan for way longer than me, um, I am a slave to capitalism and justified spending the money (laughs) way earlier. (laughs) I... I've flat out refused until this point to pay. But do you know what? We've said, or said we'll do it one time. One time. We say that now. Who knows? But I don't know. I feel like I've got to do it at least once. This is a problem. Every time in the run up, I say, this next time's going to be my last time. And then I go and I'm like, oh. It's really fun. <laughs> so I will say, Silverstone, I haven't been to other races, but based on what I've heard from other races, it's like you may look and think, oh, Hungary's a lot cheaper. But in terms of what's going on at Silverstone, it's one of the one of the better races where it's, you know, you can do stuff, every, you know, there's every seat's a good seat. There's a lot of screens. There's a lot of there's a massive stage and a lot of fan interaction. It's it's very good, but it's too expensive. It is too expensive. And unfortunately, until we stop buying tickets, it will continue to stay that way. So I really hope that I stick to it when I say that I will not be going again until ticket prices come down or I get rich. Until then, you guys can fend for yourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a panic pass. <laughs> it's just it's just not accessible. It's ridiculous. Why do why do we always end up talking about sort of stone ticket prices? Because I feel like we have spoken about that we've gone to Silverstone because I feel like we've had this conversation already. I apologize <laughs> if we have. Um yeah, but yeah. I'm really looking forward to Kota. Yeah, hopefully it's a good one. It's sprint race again. Another and one? Then, yeah, literally. And then it'll be... Because we're in triple header now of US Grand Prix, Mexican Grand Prix, Brazilian Grand Prix. Brazilian Grand Prix is a sprint race as well. So within four races, we've got three sprint race weekends. It's like you wait for buses and they all show up at the same time. <laughs> Jeez. British four. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, hopefully it'll be good. I mean, part of... Oh, this sounds really sad, but part of me just hopes that Max dominates because um, it would help my fantasy team. And that's the only thing that matters. That, part of me hopes that it's like a fun a fun race as well. Obviously. Sure it will be. Kota. Whatever happens. I think, was it last year that Lewis like got into lead at one point? And for like a few laps, we all had a bit of hope. And then Max caught him up and overtook him. Sounds about right. No, yes, it did. Because that was the one where, sorry, we are going to end it um, at some point. But that was the one where there was a Drive to Survive episode. And it was, at, you know, it sort of had at the start of Red Bull getting pinged about the cost cap. But then this episode made Red Bull like the good guys. Do you Do you remember it? Made them, put them in a positive, like, Dietrich Mazetich died. At, oh, yeah. During Japan, was it? So this was the next race. And 
you know, sort of do it for him, like everyone's hating on us, we'll prove them wrong, and made it seem like Max overtaking Lewis was some amazing thing, when in reality he just had a much faster car. Oh god, Drive to Survive's not going to be very good next year, is it? I'm not watching. <laughs> I don't know. If this podcast is still going on, we kind of have to. No. You all need to stop listening. <laughs> no. I'm afraid. <laughs> Just save us. <laughs> Has Drive to Survive had its day? Well, the, the problem is... God, we're like, oh, we're going to finish it soon, and then it... <laughs> then Drive to Survive comes up. It's so dependent on the season. But I think at the end of the day, as F1 fans, when there's a more boring season, they really have to ham it up. And then as an F1 fan, you know that they're hamming it up and you know that it's not necessarily how the vibe was or how people thought at the time. They ham it up anyway. And when the season's boring, it's basically fiction. Because there's not even a silly season to... Like, it would not surprise me if Drive to Survive next year is like just a Red Bull thing and just follows Sergio Perez. (laughs) I can't even think of what... I guess Oscar Piastri doing well. They'll probably have an episode where Oscar Piastri succeeds and Alpine has a bad day. But I I don't... I don't know. We'll just just wrap it up now. (laughs) So, that's it for this episode. What are we talking about next week? Uh, The US Grand Prix, and if we don't put an episode out next week, it'll be the US Grand Prix and the Mexican Grand Prix. Um, But hopefully we'll get one out next week you have my word even though my word means <laughs> my word is uh, semantics that's my word of the day I don't know why it's just popped into my head sorry if you <laughs> I need to go to bed if you want to keep up to date with the podcast then make sure to follow us on twitter at the rookies X. f guard at the rookies f1 um, oh yeah, and uh, be sure to tune in next time and have a a day. day. Guten bye. That's for our German listeners.